Our reading this evening is from John chapter 21. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, Follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So the saying spread abroad among the brothers that this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things, and who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here are a couple of bad takes on what is happening at the end of the Gospel of John. Maybe Jesus is needy. Maybe he's insecure, and that's why he has to ask Peter three times, Do you love me? Maybe he's just a little unsure, and he needs a little reassurance from Peter. Maybe Jesus is needy, or maybe he's cruel, and he knows what Peter did and how it has burdened him, how those three times he denied Jesus and then heard the rooster crow and wept bitterly. Maybe Jesus is poking him and poking him again and making him feel the pain because Jesus wants him to suffer. Maybe Jesus won't let him live it down. Maybe he just wants to remind him so that Peter, too, can experience some of his misery. Those are some bad takes. How about this instead? How about Peter had fallen into a grievous sin, and really a pattern of mind, a way of thinking about himself and the world and about Jesus that was wicked and desperate and hopeless. He had learned to think and to believe something false, and so it had to be unlearned. In order to love Jesus, in order to be his disciple, he had to undo 
what had been done. That doesn't mean making up for the sin. That doesn't mean paying a punishment or a penalty for denying Jesus, but it means rethinking everything that he has thought before. Really, it means starting over again. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's undoing, he's unteaching Peter the things that he has falsely learned. Here around this charcoal fire, it's a, you, kind of an interesting detail that it, in John chapter 21, it's around a charcoal fire that Jesus has breakfast with his disciples. Not unlike the charcoal fire that Peter was standing at in the courtyard of the high priest, warming himself when he denied Jesus three times. And when he was there, he grew closer and closer in fellowship with the enemies of Jesus, having communion with them in a sense, making his fellowship with them, calling them his partners, agreeing with them that Jesus was nobody to be known, nobody to be cared about. He sold his soul, really, Peter did, gave it away so that he could be in the company of those evildoers, and he entered into fellowship even with the devil himself. That was terrible, dreadful. What could be worse than denying your Savior? Jesus knows it. He knows what a dreadful state Peter must be in, and so he works to undo it. And so, again, around a charcoal fire, Jesus asks him three times. And notice this, he asks him three times, Do you love me, Peter? He asks him until it hurts. It's only after the third time that Peter is grieved. Peter was grieved when Jesus said to him the third time, Do you love me? Jesus asks him again and again, three times until it hurts, because repetition is the mother of learning. It took Peter time to learn to deny Jesus, and it takes time to learn to love him again. And so Jesus teaches him, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Then tend my sheep. And with that, with that invitation to tend his sheep, Jesus is really taking Peter back to square one. He says, follow me. The same directive that he had given to the disciples when he called them from their occupations, from being fishermen. Follow me. Last week we heard about Peter going back to fishing. Maybe he thought that was where his life was leading now, but Jesus says to him again, going back to square one, follow me. Peter, do you love me? If so, then follow me. Don't advance beyond that. Don't move on to something different. Don't go on to something new or better. There's nothing better than this, to follow Jesus. Even though Jesus says of Peter, there's coming a day when you are old and they will take you where you do not want to go and someone else will clothe you and they will stretch out your hands showing by what kind of death Peter would die, a death like Jesus, a crucifixion like Jesus. Even so, Jesus says to Peter, follow me, and he does. Because Peter has learned to love Jesus, and here's how. He learned to love Jesus by being loved by Jesus. Jesus could have left him quite by himself. Jesus could have left him in his misery. He could have said, the gap is too far between me and you. What you did to me is too grievous. There's no way that you could forgive yourself, much less could I forgive you. 
and that could have been that. But Jesus' love is so deep and so broad for Peter that he takes him back to square one. He starts all over again with Peter because that's what it takes. That's the life of a Christian. That's your life. This is why we say that baptism signifies daily returning, daily drowning the old man, daily with contrition, tears of repentance, pleading to God for mercy and receiving again from him forgiveness, daily saying, yes, Lord, I love you, and hearing from him those beautiful words, you are mine, you are my sheep. You're the ones for whom I died. You're the ones whose sins are forgiven, who are covered. My blood is your righteousness daily. We hear it, and daily we need it because repetition is the mother of learning. If you are grieved, if you are ever grieved by Jesus, know this, that he only grieves those whom he loves. He grieves you because he wants you to trust in him. He wants you to love him. And so he calls you and he forgives you And he makes you clean and he takes you back to square one. Because that is where you begin. That's where you need to be. Follow me, Jesus says to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.